0: You are now listening to the best show in the universe. The Anthony Rogers Show. You probably wish that this was your show. But it's not. It's the Anthony Rogers Show. Tell all of your friends to listen to this show.
1: Welcome back to The Greatest Show in the Universe. Uh, Today we're doing an episode on like The Lincoln Project and uh, specifically uh, John Weaver and uh, uh, co-founder and um, prominent anti-Trump group uh, Lincoln Project. And today like a lot of fucked up shit was happening. Uh, Basically uh, 21 men so far have accused him of um, sexual harassment, which is ranging from getting people jobs by performing sexual favors or something like that to, um, anyway, I'm let the expert tell the story. Uh, Ryan, uh, Gerduski is on the line. Uh, how you doing, man? Hey, good. Thanks for having me on. No doubt. I appreciate you uh, making the time for this. You're busy, man. Um, but yeah, so can we go into a little more of the story? You broke
0: the story like what, three weeks ago? I broke this story three weeks ago. Um, I, so I have been working the story for since the summertime, John Weaver followed me on Twitter, just, I guess I have no idea why, but he did. And then, Immediately afterwards, several young men reached out to me and said what their experience had been with John Weaver, that he had approached them, um, offering professional advice and offering to be a mentor of sorts, offering to get them jobs in politics, and then immediately switching the conversation to a sexual manner, manner, um, asking either for sex or for um, nude photos or whatnot. And a lot of these guys were just like 20, 21, trying to make it in the business, trying to um get a professional career get their footholds seeing up up someone who uh, you know is a powerful person in in politics and exploiting them and using his power and the trust he had from the position he had against them and so i started working the story and uh it was a series of ups and downs for the entire summer of young men saying they would come forward and dropping out and I needed at least somebody to be on the record in order for me to expose what had happened, because I had a lot of people on background, but I needed one person to say, no, this is my story, this is who I am. Otherwise, I'd be liable for a defamation lawsuit. Um, so finally, after months of just failed, you know, failed times of trying to sit there and get someone to claim uh, what happened, on January, in January, I finally tweeted that this story was out there. And luckily enough, and accidentally, um, young men just started coming forward and admitting it on Twitter, what, who it was, what happened to them. So I could wow. finally publish a story because I had a public uh, confirmation. And um, then today on uh, Sunday, the New York Times went further um, citing my story that it came out on January the 11th saying that some of these men, which this is something I didn't even know. Some of these men were as young as 14 years old. Um, at that point, they're not men, they're boys. I mean, Yeah. And that's where old. the
1: problem is. Yeah. I, I think in my opinion, like I don't, I don't care if somebody's gay or whatever, but like I, I feel like yeah, pedophilia is the fucked up part.
0: It's not a question of pedophilia. It's not a question of sex. It's a question of exploiting somebody using our position of power. Some of these people did end up having sexual Encounters with John Weaver, and there was no job that followed. You uh-huh. you're not in a position to sit there and say, "I will give you X. I will give you a job if you give me, um, if you give me sex." I mean, that's just not a position.
1: No, another um, good point.
0: That that's that's the the story isn't about sex. The story is about abuse of power, and I mean, this is what Harvey Weinstein did. This is what a lot of uh, men in positions of power who have the ability to hire and fire people did um and a lot of these these guys these are young guys they're 22 year olds 21 year olds 19 year olds they don't want to admit that they were sexually harassed by a man right um, nice, yeah. and so they were silenced and it's also the lincoln project you remember lincoln projects all lawyers they're almost all corporate lawyers they're a gigantic multi-million dollar law firm many of these people were afraid of being um sued by saying this, uh, Laura knows I was when I came the story out. So that's why the story expanded substantially after that. So when the story initially broke in early January with my reporting, I reached out to the Lincoln Project. They were silent. Uh, then it was on the Laura Ingram Show. Laura Ingram Show reached out. They were silent. Then they dropped the founders page of their website, which featured John Weaver. Then Axios did a story. John Weaver said, I'm gay. Uh, even though he's married with children, that he's gay. Um, and they said, that's fine, his statement stands for itself. Now they're saying he's a predator and that they had no idea that they were completely blindsided. That's not true. When I started doing this reporting, it was astounding to me how many people already knew about him. Um, there's zero chance that they did not know that this was going on and they did not care. Carl Rove leveled this accusation against John Weaver dating back to the nineties in Texas.
1: Huh? I did not know that.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of crazy.
1: Cause like, I feel like, um, like, like, I—they're almost all. Like, I don't want to say this because I don't know, but like, I feel it makes me feel like a lot of people are in on this because, like, you know, at first it was the Catholic Church, like being exposed, and then it was like, then it was like maybe Hollywood, Prince Andrew, some stuff like that, like recently, and like with the Epstein thing, and then like now it's like this, and like if everybody knew, it's like are all these people like? I mean, it's very convenient that all the people that don't like Donald Trump end up being pedophiles. <laughs> like, I mean, and then like it's, it's really weird to me.
0: Well, I mean, the pedophile thing, I, I, I honestly did not know. I'm sure most. I'm, I'm sure people did not know and as far as i know there was only one case of someone only being 14. now that not that that's okay it was only one case i'm just saying that it wasn't this wasn't the majority of cases and for anyone wondering the number of young men who have come forward to this point are over 100. Damn. so it wasn't this isn't a simple situation of oh this was like three guys he was messaging over long periods of time these were Dozens of men. Sometimes he would message one on Monday and then another one on Tuesday and another one on Thursday. It was like ongoing and it was constant. He was asking them to switch schools so they could be closer to him. Um, He was asking them for their phone number so he can call them late at night when his wife was uh, sleeping or if he was on a work trip. Um, Uh, And it was, it was constant. How are your grades doing? How are your school doing? I could help mentor you. I went to your college. I, I'm from Texas. It was, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, in the Lincoln project. I hate Trump too. What's your, what's your, you know, how well hung are you? What's your favorite sexual positions? It was, I mean, it was constant where it was start off as a professional. Um, It was, people thought they were, you know, and listen, if no one's, been in politics. Um, this is not an easy industry, excuse me, to break into. This is not like you get an apprenticeship and then you have a job. A lot of it's networking and a lot of it is very, very, very hard to actually kind of break into. It's very, it's a very difficult business. There's a lot of people who struggle and then they just end up doing something else, um, or who want to be good at it and they're just not good at it. Um, So the idea of having an older mentor willing to help you break into it is—it's something that most people would love. I—I would have loved it when I was that age because I didn't have anybody like that. Um, And then Um, he yeah, nobody's pitching
1: makes sense. Yeah, nobody's pitching makes sense. Just grooming people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's—it's a grooming operation exactly. So that's why the story gained substantial legs, and the Lincoln Project itself has now changed their explanation of 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 of. You know, if they knew how they knew when they knew over and over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, it looks like they just dropped him and they're just like condemning him and blah, like just kind of like being like, yeah, not us, the kind of thing. But, right. But it, but it is kind of weird, like, the morally, just at the very least, like knowing these things and not like, look, give me, like, I don't know how to describe it, like knowing these things and dealing with it until like it gets publicity, I guess, you know what I
0: mean? Right. Well, well and the thing is, when I reported, they just didn't say anything because I work for a small outlet. And then when a larger outlet came forward, they didn't say anything. And then when a larger outlet came forward, they said, oh, it's, I'm just gay. And then finally when the New York Times came forward, they had to completely dismiss it and say, and I don't dismiss it and actually come out with a, with a statement. Um, but they try to ignore it as long as possible and pretend it just didn't exist. And that's when the outlets were reporting it. Before they were reporting it, they were, um, they were, actually, uh, they were actually complicit in, in their ignorance.
1: That's all. That's like crazy to think about. Yeah, and like, how did you originally get this? story? you said you just followed you on uh, Twitter, and then people started telling you, basically. Yeah. Is your yeah. press?
0: Apparently, no. Oh no, I think because there, I think young guys were um, trying to warn other young guys. I mean, I'm not that young. I'm 33. I, you I, have a baby I,
1: face, though. Yeah, so
0: I can see. I, why I, yeah, I, I moisturize, but they, uh, <laughs> they, but they, they assumed that I was, I guess, much younger than I actually am um but i'm not somebody i mean i have my own career at this point i'm older and i've established myself so i mean john weaver couldn't have offered me anything to you know put me in a compromising situation i don't need anything from somebody like him but uh they i guess were and i didn't even know these guys they didn't follow me on twitter but they had been following everyone that he followed and if he followed someone who was considered a young guy Mm. they reached out to them and said you need to be careful Okay. So they're like the real heroes of the story. They're the ones who who actually did something about it and tried to do something about it. Um, and even just today, some some guy reached out to me and said to me, um, "I read your story and I thought that I was the only one." And um, and he just indeed, he did. I mean, it's so many at this point who just said like they just didn't want to say anything because they felt like, you know, it's hard for a man to sit there and say that they felt emasculated, that they were being preyed on, because it's not something that a guy generally is. And then uh, it's something that is any victim, I guess, of being preyed upon um, would be embarrassed by and not want to talk about
1: yeah yeah no it's, it's hard for people just to be authentic let alone authentic on something like a crazy traumatizing like level right and this isn't like, like
0: this isn't like judge kavanaugh where someone came back 15 you know this isn't like right before an election that i broke the story this isn't uh this isn't right when he was going for a confirmation for a supreme court judgeship and this isn't like i didn't have the proof i had i have dozens of text messages and direct messages and 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 emails that john um put out there um john we were put out there so it wasn't like this isn't a basis accusation from a million years ago these accusations are as as recently as the summer while i was working on the story
1: yeah that's crazy though that's like those are like is there like evidence of like these people being I mean, this sounds crazy but is there like evidence of these people being being like fucked with or messed with by this man or are manipulated into that like they, they have text messages from him basically
0: Is what you're saying sorry repeat that question
1: yeah it was really badly worded uh, but basically um they they have text messages with him
0: trying to like do all these things basically is was what you're saying yeah I mean text messages saying uh why don't you switch schools and and, and right. move closer to me when are you gonna be in this city when I'll be in the city let's let's get coffee uh, another time it was another time the most explicit was when someone said hey let's have a meeting in my hotel room and then he approached him uh, to try to have sex with them in the hotel room. Um, so it, it ranged. And it, it started off usually with, oh, you need professional guidance. You need a mentor. I'll be your mentor. And then he I'll feels it out. And I,
1: yeah, it's like a dude hitting on a girl at a bar almost. It's just like, here's a drink. And then like, <laughs> and then like just bullshit they can get in with like in a conversation
0: almost like this. But it's right. Like, because the like- opening was always about professional, professional help. And it was always unwarranted. It wasn't like these guys were saying, you know, I want to date an older person your age or whatever. It was always, uh, it would always start off one thing and quickly expand. Uh, or like another guy, it was like, um, oh, do you play sports? You look like you play sports. What's your build like? Oh, I mean, like, and then it would just follow through and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase and increase. increase. So sometimes it was incremental. Sometimes it was very, very, you know, very, very straightforward. That's great. You're a great
1: journalist for getting those uh, like text messages and so, and all that information. That's crazy. And then like um, your post on here basically talking about like how uh, the Lincoln statement, uh, the statement from the Lincoln project was basically just like John we- uh, Weaver, what a secret life that was built on a foundation of deception at every level. He's a predator, a liar and abuser. We extend our deepest sympathies to those who are targeted by his deplorable and predatory behavior. We discussed and outrage that someone in a position of power and trust would use the, it for this mean these means uh, the totality of his deceptions are beyond anything they're basically just like they're trying to deny all plausibility basically and you're saying that they
0: all these people known for a while you like you're they, saying they they 100 knew because first of all they knew since my story broke my story broke three weeks ago they didn't fire him then and they didn't uh. put that statement out then they waited till the new york times came up with the statement first of all secondly uh-huh. if you look at the end of that statement the end of that statement reads he was never uh, something like he was never with the Lincoln Project people or something huh. like that. Effect. Hey, okay. Uh, let's see if I imagine we have an absolutely like be trading No,
1: time. <laughs> and we are grateful and beyond words that at no time was John Weaver in physical presence of any member of the Lincoln Project. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. Right. He was on
0: 60 Minutes with them. <laughs>
1: evidence of it on video
0: that's hilarious he did a, he did a 60 minutes interview with them so i have no idea what the hell they're talking about yeah well, um,
1: you can't lie on the internet at our age anymore you just have to like be yourself and truthful like, it was it, it's anymore. so
0: obviously false like it's it's provably false within like a google search is probably false <laughs> he's in pictures with them So it makes no sense whatsoever. And I know that they know because when I was working on the story, I mean, I was working with an originally with another journalist to do it. And uh, when I was having all the hiccups and the upsets and it wasn't coming through. And I know for a fact members of Lincoln project knew about it because it was word was getting out that I was working on the story and, uh, and they were reaching out to friends of mine, figuring out how to sabotage it. So I know that they knew, and I know that they knew for a long time. And by the way, Everyone in Washington knew every time I said to somebody, I called another journalist. I'll give you an example. Well-known journalist. I'm not saying their name, but I called them because I've never done a story on sexual harassment before. And I did not know how to approach a victim of sexual harassment. So I called them because they've done a lot of uh, articles on sexual harassment. I said, how do I speak to some, someone, especially a younger man about being sexually harassed by a young man? I said, they were, they were not by a young man, but being sexually harassed by a man. And I said to them, um, they were harassed by a well-known Republican political consultant. And they said, Oh, John Weaver without me saying a word. They said, John Weaver, they, everybody, everybody knew it was astounding. Another person who was, who's a very, very prominent conservative writer who hates Trump um, was offered to be a member of the Lincoln project and said, I won't do anything with John Weaver attached with it because we all know who he is. So it, it's not, this is, there's zero chance, you know, you're talking, Carl Rose has been talking about this for, for 20 years about, you know, who, who he was. So there's no chance that they did not know. I know that for a fact. And if they were so upset when they found out, then they would have put that statement out when I wrote my story three weeks ago, which they did not. They put it out only when the New York Times wrote the story.
1: Yeah, this is all over right now. Like the whole day, like like it's crazy. Like um, and then like you yeah, have to say they never been in a room with him. It's like hilarious. I mean, he's like the co-founder of like the fucking company. He held fun. He did. Yeah, he was the co-founder of it. <laughs> I know. It's so it's so crazy. And like um, it's just like I mean, the whys are funny, not like the damage done to like people and stuff. But I I think like just like the excuses are funny to me for some reason. But no, but yeah, in the actuality is is like crazy. Honestly, just manipulating people for I don't know however long. I mean, like this is just there's so many people that got a hold of you like. Recently, within a time period, you know, what I mean, like how how long does this go back? That's old, you know. It's like how how long does this go back? I guess.
0: When did I start? Like, when did he follow me?
1: No, I meant like, like, uh, if, it, like if like if if Carl Rose been saying this since the '90s, I wonder how long this guy has been like this.
0: Well, you know, I, I you know it it seemed to expand substantially when Twitter when he became prominent on Twitter. So. If he's been doing it for because remember before then you actually have to meet somebody you have to be in the same place as them on Twitter, you can be having you know direct messages with dozens and dozens and dozens of people. Uh, I mean, I get dozens of Twitter messages and requests for Twitter messages all the time. Um, so it's not that difficult to, to, to reach a lot of people, especially those with common interests. Um,
1: that's, that's literally how this episode started i literally just reached out to you in the same exact way you're describing yeah for the show right yeah so, exactly that's a great example and very true we're, yeah because i guess like older people never saw that coming like we're, how connected we are and how and like i'm interested to in seeing how much further that comes i mean we're all being monitored all the time you know so it's like we're gonna be that's a totally different rabbit hole though but um, dude, um, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Like, uh, do you want to throw out any like links to any like anything you write for, any anything you want to throw out or book? Yeah, I, I writer, I'll sit so. there and
0: say that um, you know, I I write for the American Conservative Magazine. They were the ones, they were the only outlet willing to actually publish this. Uh, and work with me on this so shout out to them if you want to read the original story it's on the american conservative magazine where my podcast is the right now podcast and then um, if you follow me on twitter at ryan gurdusky and then i have a book that i wrote last year called they're not listening uh how the elites created the national populist revolution so that's available for sale if you'd like to buy it
1: and i'll have all those links in the description if you're listening at home if you want to check that out uh thank you very much man i appreciate it yeah
0: thank you for having me